Don't you love new things? New clothes? No? New clothes? New car? New house? New job? New boyfriend? For those, for those who are single. New girlfriend? No young men here wanting a girlfriend, obviously. For those who are a single. A new iPhone. Don't we love new? Something exciting about new, isn't there? But let me tell you something. That new dress that you buy is not going to make you happy for three months, nor two months, nor a week. If you're like Jody, it'll make you happy for a day. Then the next day you need another new dress. And you know, I've got a granddaughter, Emma, age two. And I've made a firm decision. She is not going to have me wrapped around her little finger. Granddad, I need a new dress for the birthday party. I'm going to say, get lost, Emma. <laughs> oh, no, tough man, macho man. No one taking me for a ride on that sort of nonsense. We love new. Guess what? God loves new as well. He really loves new. He's always moving on. Isaiah 43, verse 90, Behold, I do a new thing. And you know, it's important that you and I are experiencing new things, not only physically in the natural, but spiritually as well. We need to be moving on in God, you know, and understanding the Word more, getting greater revelation, getting closer to God. You know why you end up with churches that are half empty or pretty much empty? It's because, or, or cathedrals with hardly anyone going to them, because the people refuse to move on as God did new things, and everyone lost interest in that place, become old-fashioned, and it became a religious monument. But God is always doing something new. So spiritually, we need to be growing all the time. And then there's 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. When you got saved, everything became new. For example, Jesus came to live in your heart. Who reckons that's pretty new? You know, resurrection power dwells in you. Your destination is heaven. It doesn't get much better than that. It became new. Creation. You have a new moon. You have a new month. You have a new year. Well, what about a new era? A new era for Church Unlimited. And that's a prophetic, prophetic word for us right now. A new day has dawned, and you're going to see acceleration of expansion like you've not seen it before. And already it's happening. Kytaya, it was fantastic last Sunday. Whangarei, just amazing city, being in there. West, it's just acceleration of expansion is happening rapidly. You're going to see Christians stepping into their calling and into a greater anointing than ever before. Friend, if you're a part of Church Unlimited, get ready for a greater anointing of the Holy Spirit upon your life. <laughs> Ministering with greater power ministering with greater authority than ever before. You're going to see promises and prophecies fulfilled. Some that are 10 years old, some that are 20 years old, they're going to now happen in this new era. There's going to come a greater revelation in the Word of God. And we're going to have a biblically literate church where people read their Bible on a daily basis. How good would that be? How awesome would that be, friends? And then in the new era, there's going to be mighty, mighty breakthroughs like we have never, ever seen before. And also, friends, there's going to arise a seniors' prayer.
prayer movement that's going to shake this nation and shake the nations of the world in Jesus' name. Turn with me in your Bibles to Deuteronomy in chapter 28, because I'm looking at more aspects of new heaven, uh, sorry, of, uh, of a new era today. And one of them, the first one is a greater open heaven. Deuteronomy 28, 12 to 13 says this, The Lord will open to you His good treasure, the heavens. Is that good? To give the rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. Wow. You shall lend to many nations but borrow from none. And the Lord will make you the head, not the tail. You're going to be above and not beneath if you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them. We are given a prophetic word two to three years ago. You'll remember by our prophet, David Peters. And he came through and he said, I see a tear in the heavens over Church Unlimited. And then he came back a few years later, about a year ago, and he said, oh, I see that this tear has increased in the heavens. And friends, over the last year, we have seen a greater open heaven over Church Unlimited than previously. The word of the prophet was very accurate. But can I say this, friends? You haven't seen anything yet. Just watch as God continues uh, to open the heavens to a greater and greater measure. And so today we find ourselves in the greatest season that Church Unlimited has ever been in. And it's a season that's not going to stop. It's going to continue on and on. We will now fulfill the name God gave us, that prophetic name, Church Unlimited. We're going to see unlimited blessing. Unlimited breakthroughs, unlimited healings, unlimited praise, unlimited financial blessing, unlimited souls, unlimited prayer answers, and more church unlimited in this nation and maybe in the nations of the world. So then this new era, I want to encourage you, please pray and exercise faith over it. One, for God, what does it say? To bless all the work of your hands. It's almost like the Midas touch. Everything you touch turns to gold. You know, sometimes I feel that way. Sometimes I feel each time we do something new, God touches it. Whangarei, God touches it. New Zealand and beyond, God touches it. Running with fire TV, God touches it. The radio, God. It's just like, why don't you start to believe for that? You're under that anointing that everything you do, God blesses all, all the work of your hands. You know what the key to that is, of course? Hearing God's voice. So you're doing what He's asking you to do. When you're doing what He's asking you to do, He will bless all the works of your hands. Then also, it says to, to borrow, lend to many, borrow for none. So expect in this new era, tremendous financial blessing. And then to be the head and not the tail, to be above and not beneath. So you have to position yourself for an open heaven. So it just doesn't fall out of the sky. Like, oh, great. Pastor said, open heaven. God, here I am. Bless me. Million dollars, please. No, no, that didn't happen. Okay, God, bless everything I do. That didn't happen. No, friends, it doesn't fall out of the sky. You've got to position yourself. Firstly, Deuteronomy 28 says, if you heed the commandments of the Lord. Open heaven? Yeah, you've got to walk in obedience. You can't live a lukewarm, casual, you know, half-hearted, compromising life and say, oh, God, new era? It's not going to happen, friends. We've got to position ourselves for it. And also, we need to embrace the prophetic word. In other words, you know, we get prophetic words. It's really important that you capture it and you say, oh, God, you're speaking to me. New era. God, what does that mean? 
What does it look like, God? And you pray into it. You meditate on it. You think about it. If you've not heard the three messages so far on New Era, I strongly encourage you to get the DVD, listen to them, because what? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Because sitting here this morning, there are three groups of people. You can discover which one you're in right now. The first group of people with New Era, they're the ones who will make it happen. There's this group. They're sitting right here. And they've heard, they, man, here they say, I am all in, count me in. And they're going to make it happen. Then there's another group of people sitting here, and they're going to watch what happens. They're going to look back and think, yeah, they said new era. Now let me see, can I see any signs? No, I don't really, I didn't see anything much happen in Kai Tyre. So they just watch what happens. Then there's a third group, and they're going to wonder what happened. <laughs> Suddenly, the new era, and it's all happening around them. They're going to think, what's happened up there? Hey, no one warned me about this. Yes, we did. (laughs) We told you it's a new era, and you want to be a part. You want to be fully a part of it. So you've got to get it in your spirit. That's why I preach free message on it, because I want to get you, get you get it into your spirit. So you believe it. You've got faith for it, and then you can see God take you in to the new era and not just stand back and watch others enjoying a new era of blessing. I mean, I'm just so loving this new era. I mean, it is so cool. You know, we've waited 20 odd years for this era, and now it is finally here. So it is amazing. Do you know the Pharisees, the Sadducees? They're waiting for a new era of Jesus coming to earth, the Messiah. And guess what? When he turned up, they missed it. I mean, how does that happen? They complete Jesus, the glory of God, turned up in the front of their eyes, and they missed it completely. That which they were waiting for, that which they were longing for. As many of us have been praying and longing for a new era, for an outpouring of God's Spirit, a visitation. And friends, the danger is, it's here, and we may absolutely miss it. Make sure that you're a part of stepping into the new era that's happening right now. So, I heard recently of a lady in our church service, sitting in the service, and she's had her hearing aids on. Partway through the service, she thinks, man, music in this place is loud. We get that at common occasionally. And uh, then suddenly she heard this noise in her ears, and she thinks, man, what on earth is going on? Till she realized that God had completely healed her hearing. And she no longer needs, she no longer needs to wear the hearing aids. But you know what's fantastic about this, friend? No one prayed for her. No one laid hands on her. No one had a word of knowledge for her. Sitting in a seat. And friends, in this new era, people are going to get healed, delivered, set free, encounter God during the worship, during the preaching, during the announcements, during the altar calls, and and even during the offerings. People are going to put their money in and then, man, healed. What's happened? You're probably saying, Pastor, come on, don't push it too far. I'm not. Malachi 3 verse 10. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Try me now, and this is the Lord, if I'll not open for you what? The windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing, there'll not be room enough to receive it. Do you know that this is one of the very few verses, there's maybe only a couple where it gives you a key to an open heaven? Giving, tithes, and offerings is connected 
to open heaven. In this new era, a whole lot more people are going to start giving generously, going to start tithing, and they're going to come under the open era of a new heaven in their life. They're, in, they're just connected and joined together uh, by that verses. And so we're going to see this happen. Do you know, even my own life's testimony, I'm a, I'm a qualified lawyer and accountant, all right? No, I never pursued those areas, and other friends of mine did, and they followed their business things, and some of them are judges now and lawyers and all those kinds of things. But I want to tell you something, friends, that in many cases, financially, even though I probably earned half or a quarter of what they earned most of my time, I'm financially, I'm better off and financially more blessed than a great number of those people who just were out there. Because of why, friends? Because I believe the promise of God. I believed it from the day I got saved. Can I tell you, friends, I've not missed one tithe or offering in, in the 20 or 30 odd years that I have been saved. I have never failed to miss it once. And God has been true to His word and He's opened the heavens over my life and blessed me, pressed down, shaken together and running over, you will never outgive God. Another aspect of new era, you know, we've talked a lot about the spiritual stuff, but, you know, the Bible says first the natural, then the spiritual. So I want to look at a practical aspect of our new era, and that is to lift the Sunday experience to a higher level. Now, most of you know what I'm like. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a follower of Jesus and Hunger for God and prayer and fasting and Bible reading and the power of God. That's my zone. I, I preach on that easily all the time. This kind of stuff, greater excellence on our Sunday services, it's, well, it's not so much my zone, not so much my area, but over the last, well, maybe a month, two months, I've had this real conviction in my heart. So please listen carefully. And God said to me, Tark, yeah, it's a new era and I'm going to open the heavens, but I really want you to lift the excellence of your services to a whole new level. Now, I've still back and I thought, wow, God, that's, you know, that's not something I preach on. And, but, you know, God, you're going to have to help me to get, get some things together. I began to wonder, God, why, why is this excellence so important? And I just had the sense that God's saying, well, Tuck, I'm going to bring some people into this place. We've had it prophesied that politicians of significance are going to start coming into our services, marketplace leaders, people of real influence in society. And when they come in, friends, we wanted them to think, wow, this, this is amazing. They do things so well in this place. They're not going to be spelling errors in the songs, you know, or on the slides. It's just not going to be there anymore, friends. Because this excellence, you know, the, the music, we're not going to miss beats. Okay, okay, you might get something a bit off, but it's just going to go to a whole new, the preaching's got to get better as well. You know, we're going to do everything to a more excellent level. Now, having said that, look, our Sundays are very good. They're really good. We wouldn't have these people if it weren't really good. But I believe we can do better. Do you know that God is a God of excellence? Psalm 8 and verse 9, let me read that to you, or you can come find it with me. Psalm 8 and verse 9 says this. The Lord, no, Psalm 8 and verse 9. O Lord our God, how excellent is your name on all the earth. Psalm 76 verse 4, you are more glorious and excellent. How many of you reckon that God does everything excellently? He does, doesn't he? Imagine Jesus. Imagine you go to, you're alive in Jesus' day and you go to his carpenter shop and you say, Jesus, uh, build me a table, please. So he builds you a table and you take it home 
How many of you reckon you're going to find that it wobbles? It's not balanced. And it's not smooth all around the edge. No, no, friends. His table would be a museum piece. It would be a masterpiece. It would be aligned perfectly. It would be polished phenomenally. It would be the best table in the world. Do you know why? Because Jesus does everything excellently. Now you might say, well, I, I don't think I can be excellent. Think again. Where does Jesus live? Yeah. He's in you. He's in you. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. So friends, we can step up to levels of excellence that will please our God and please and impress those who come in to, to see us. But to lift Sundays to a higher level involves all of us, every one of us. Do you know why? Because when you come to a service, you impact people. You know, the people you're sitting next to, you have impacted them. Your worship has impacted them. What you're doing right now, if you're half asleep, you're impacting them. You know, you influence, we all influence people all the time, every Sunday. So your smile adds excellence. Your frown does not. Your kind words adds excellence to the service. Your negative words does not. You're speaking unkindly to someone does not add excellence, friend. And so we can all, we all need to be ready to help, to meet a need. You know, if there's, you come in, there's a need, and you, you don't look at your position to scripture. Oh, no, it doesn't say that I have to do that there. No, no, you meet whatever need there is. If something has to be cleaned up, tidied up, sorted out, you say, hey, here I am. Friends, guess you know what? We need to all come to service every Sunday thinking, right, I'm going to make this service excellent. I'm going to do everything I can to lift the standard of excellence in this church. I'll leave no stone unturned. If I can find anything to do that's going to improve the presentation of Church Unlimited, I'm going to do it. And so, friend, that's what our choir has done to our services. They've brought us a level, a new level of excellence into our midst. And it's been hard work. So they have to practice. You know, every week they, they're on, most Sunday, every Sunday morning they're on, often on morning and night. That is sacrificial. That is hard work. But, friends, that's how you get excellence. And we, need, we can all add to excellence by coming to our services and being ready to do whatever we can to make it fantastic. Don't you love going to places where you walk in and you think, wow, gosh, what is this? And you love the way people treat you and they talk to you and they welcome you and they accept you and they love you. Don't you just love that, friends? We want every person, including every one of you, to feel that way every Sunday. Loved, accepted, appreciated, valued, important. Together, we can do this. It's a new era. What was acceptable in the past is no longer acceptable now, as God helps us. So you might ask, why is Sunday so important? Well, because it's a huge weekly opportunity, think about it, to present Jesus. Yeah. People are going to come in. There'll be people here today. They're coming in. They're looking. They're hurting. They're depressed. They're struggling. They've got a battle going on. And they've come here looking for answers, coming here looking for hope. You know, they've come. We want to present Jesus in the best possible light. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. We, don't we want to look, make Jesus look magnificent? We are his representatives on the earth, friends. This church represents Jesus to West Auckland, and we've got to make him look exceptionally good. But also, we want Church Unlimited to look really good. Why? So that people 
one will want Jesus, but two, that they'll want to come back and find the answers that God has got for them here uh, through Jesus in Church Unlimited. How many of you were thrilled that we won the World Rugby Cup back-to-back? Wasn't that so good? The All Blacks. But what you may not have known is that they say a new All Black era began in 2004 when they drew a line in the sand. And this is what I think is happening with us, friend. God's drawing a line in the sand. And there's there's that behind the line, and then we're crossing over to a new era and into a new day. And so they made a decision. It was the end of binge drinking and a lack of professionalism. And then these incredible words, a hunger to work relentlessly at being better. Wow. And you know, because of that, the All Blacks became better than every other team in the world and were back-to-back champions, never been done before. And it goes back to that decision. Work relentlessly, relentlessly at doing better. And friends, God wants that culture in Church Unlimited. For every one of us sitting here, okay, whatever, just think about what's your responsibility. What area in which do you serve right now? God wants you. Man, I'm going to do this better. Next Sunday, I'm going to take it to another level. And then following Sunday, I'm going to take it to another level again. I'm going to leave no stone unturned to be brilliant at my responsibility in Church Unlimited. If we all had that attitude, friends, imagine what our services would be like. It would be a well-oiled machine and nothing would be missed. This relentless hunger at being better. (coughs) Do you know where it starts? It starts in the car park. So when you're coming into the car park, you're driving in, and you suddenly see a spot, and someone else is going to go in there, and you swerve in before them. <laughs> Friends, that's not a good start <laughs> to a person's experience of Church Unlimited. Or if they're going too slow, so you tailgate them, or you blow the horn at them, you know, that, that's not a good thing to do, or you swear at them. I can lip read. I've heard some of you. I've heard some of you. Friends, in the car park, you know, we've we, we got to... Got to have excellence in the car park, you see, because first impressions are so important. Then it moves to the greeters and the ushers at the door. Friends, they are such a critical aspect of excellence in our services. You know, they need to, you know, so we want volunteers at Church Unlimited, one, who turn up, number two, are on time, number three, do a fantastic job. Number four, are willing to go the extra mile to do what needs to be done. And friends, we can all help with that. Because one of the reasons, and also obviously they're warm and friendly. Do you know this? Research says, and I can't prove this, but I've heard this, that new people who come to a church, listen carefully, you're listening? They decide whether to return, usually, not everyone, but usually within 90 seconds. They've not seen me. They've not heard the preacher. They've not even heard the song leader. And they've made the decision. Why? Because of every one of you. Because of the cowper. Because of the ushers. Because of the greeters. And the warmth and the friendliness. And people talking to them. Making them feel important. Listen. I went to a service a number of years ago. A large church. Went to a service. 
And I went into the, order, to the, um, the, the foyer and that, and there wasn't much happening there, and I sort of grabbed myself a brochure and then finally walked into the service. It was hard to find a seat, and no one helped me to find a seat, all right? I finally found a seat, and as I sat down, I said to myself, I will never come back to this church again. Within 90 seconds, I made my decision. To this day, I've never been back to that church. I'm not going to tell you which church it is. It's in Auckland. That's, if, that, if, if I'm impacted that way, and I was a pastor at that stage. I was used to going into places not knowing anybody. But I thought, this place is just not a well-oiled machine. And I'm not going back there. And friends, the first impressions are just so critically important. And so we can all contribute and help with this. You see, our volunteers work really hard. Our ushers work really hard. And you, you can help them. If they need people to sit in a certain area, a certain place, please don't say, yeah, they're going to sit where you want me to sit. Look, they're just trying to get things ready. How many of you want our TV program to look as it goes around, look good as it goes around the globe? Yeah, we all do. Well, a part of that is, is the whole seating thing. And that's why we, we, we're quite careful about that. So you can really help us by sitting where ushers may ask you or invite you to sit. sit because that's going to help our, that's going to lift our standard of excellence to a whole new level. How many of you would agree with me that if the first five rows were empty, this would be a ridiculous service and on TV it would look a disaster? How many of you agree with that? It, my point is this. Where, where you guys sit is really important to our services. If I was preaching to five empty rows, it's just like, it's hard to preach because you're just like, you're pre pre preaching into a vacuum. So these things really become important, friends, moving forward as we do our best to lift the standard to a level of excellence. See, I travel a lot on different airlines, and I am astounded at the difference between hosts and hostesses on different airlines. I look at some stewards and I think, have you had no training at all? Has, has no one ever told you to smile and to be kind and nice? So, you know, you go to some airlines, you push the button there for a service, and, you know, I've done this many times, and the hostess will come to me with one, some airlines, they come with a smile. Mr. Barner, is everything okay? And I say, well, I just need another brandy. <laughs> and they say, but, they say, Mr. Barner, you've already had five brandies. I said, I know, but I have to run and look after all those people up at Church Unlimited. I need another brandy. She said, I'll give you a double. All right. They understand this sort of stuff. Another airline, you push the button, the lady comes down, the host still comes down to you, and what's your problem now? <laughs> Translate that to church. People come in. They say something you don't like. They ask something that seems a bit extra that you don't want to do. What's your response? Leave it with me. I'll sort it out. No problem. No problem, pastor. No problem, leader. Whatever, whatever you want me to do. You ask people to sort things out, and they willingly take care of things for you, friends. That's a standard of excellence. Now, having mentioned brandy, let me make something very clear. I never, ever touch alcohol. You might say, why not? It's a bit legalistic, isn't it? Hey, I'm not going to preach against this alcohol. Tell you why I never touch it. Because for all of us, people follow our example. I do not want to be responsible for any one person drinking because I do. That's my reason. That's my reason. Pretty simple. Connecting with new people on Sundays needs to be a top priority. See, it's our one big weekly opportunity to catch new people, to embrace them, 
help them come into the church and even grow the church. So a visitor's corner becomes very, very important. One church calls it the VIP lounge where visitors are treated with extreme importance. So I say to people on a Sunday, try not to get caught talking to the same people over and over again every week. Come in every Sunday and have this in your mind. I'll find one person I don't know and talk to them. How about that? If we all did that, no one's going to leave here not being talked to. Everyone's going to feel welcomed and a part of the service. So keep that in mind. Find someone you don't know and talk to them. Okay, the other thing that we can do is we can all model a passion for worship. Isn't that good to do? And a hunger for God's word. And we can do that by, you know, you know, it's good when people sit at the front and they're, you know, wherever, and they're, they're just reaching out and worship. Because, seeing friends, people are watching. Do you know that people are watching you? Every one of you? There's someone watching you. They're watching how you worship. They're watching how you listen to the Word of God, and whether you turn to the Scriptures or not. They're watching everything that you do in the service. They're watching if you're awake and alert or half asleep. You see, we influence people all the time. And one of the ministries you can have on a Sunday is to, to model worship. Passion for God, to model a hunger for God's Word. It's a powerful, powerful thing that each and every one of us can do. So engage with the song leader. Didn't Matt do a great job today? It was tremendous. But, you know, Matt's been here since 7.30, I don't know, 8 o'clock in the morning. You know, we just arrived three hours later, and he's been working hard the whole time. So when he song leads and, you know, ministers for us, don't, don't. Yeah, how great is our God? Just, you know, a little band. You know, what's that going to do for your song leader? He's going to be depressed. And he's worked so hard. So we can all encourage. And for the speaker, anyone who's speaking, whether doing announcements or communion or offering or preaching, give them some feedback. You know, say something because, look, I'll tell you the truth for myself. I'm t- this is the truth. I actually preach better when I get response from people. It just lifts me to a whole new level. Now, not every preacher is like that, but this preacher is. It just really, really helps. So anything you can do on that level makes a massive difference. All Black, Dan Carter, said this. Listen to this. He says, God's been speaking to me about lifting excellence to another level. He's been giving me information and leading me to articles. But he said this, working alongside your mates, the sacrifice they put in motivates you to do the same. You know, when you see the sacrifice, let's just take the music department for a while. The sacrifice, the choir that they put in. You know, they're here since 7, 38 o'clock, and as are some other people as well. I'm just picking on this one group of people. As they're up there, and you know, Matt's now song leading. He's already been here, you know, three hours plus. You know, and he's he the sacrifice, friends, that should motivate you and motivate me. Man, I'm gonna give Matt all the support I possibly can. And if Matt doesn't motivate you, what about me? You know, I've been going since 6:30 this morning, you know, praying, seeking God, crying out to him for his services. God, do something, move, minister, touch life, change hearts. I come in here and I preach the nine o'clock service and I get through 40, 50 minutes or just over an hour, then I race off down into the city and then I'm back here at 11 o'clock. Friends, you know, I, I, leave, I leave everything on the field. You know, I, I just pour myself out for this place Sunday by Sunday because I believe that New Zealand needs churches that are going to make a difference. So... And maybe when you see the sacrifice of the musicians and the singers and some other people, you see the sacrifice that I make. Friends, what did he say? He said that motivates you to do the same. 
motivates you to sacrifice and pour in and make this service the best service it can possibly be at a level of excellence that is just amazing. We can do that. Then he said this, when you've all gone to war, and friends, we go to war, don't we? Every Sunday we go to war fighting the powers of darkness. When you've all gone to war, you can look your mate in the eye and be proud that you never let anyone down. So each Sunday, friends, at the end of a service, we need to be able to look at our team in the eye with pride and say, I did my very best. I delivered excellence. I did not let the team down. Wow. If we can get that, friends, it's going to lift this place to another level entirely. In this new era, as God opens the heavens, I believe God will attend, people will attend church a lot more regularly. People are going to start to come every week. You know, in the charismatic renewal in the 70s, people, 85% of the people were in church every Sunday. Today, at best, you'll get 50% of your people in church. So you've got to add our three services together and then multiply them by two, and that's a rough idea of how many people you actually have. But as God begins to pour out His Spirit in this new era, people are going to come to church a lot more regularly. Do you know what other thing? Another thing that's going to happen in this new era as God begins to move, and as God is moving right now, people will stay till the end of the service. They will wait until the game is finished, the whistle is blown, and the benediction has been prayed. Just think for a moment, friend. Do you ever see Richie McCaw or Dan Carter leave the field before the final whistle? No, because why? The game's not over. And you know the last five, six minutes of this service, every service is the most important of everything? That's where people respond to salvation. That's where people give their hearts to Jesus Christ. That's why we actually have church. And so you're, you're needed more than any other time. You're needed at that last five, six, seven minutes of the service because that's when we clinch the deal. People are saved. Heaven begins to celebrate and we rejoice together. Yeah. Friends, it's a, it is a new era. Expect a greater open heaven over your life. God, to bless all the works of your hands, to bless you financially. Expect to be above and not beneath. And expect the services at Church Unlimited to be lifted to a whole new level of excellence. God's favor and God's blessing. This is our time. Amen? Musicians.